You're listening to the Seminary of Hard Knocks podcast, episode 18. Time to get some motivation for innovation and education. Welcome to the Seminary of Hard Knocks, a podcast designed to help you lead with confidence and clarity. These are practical solutions for your ministry that you probably didn't learn in seminary. Now let's join your host, Seth Muse, who reads books made from real paper. Hey guys, welcome back to the Seminary of Hard Knocks podcast. I'm Seth, and I'm just excited today about our guest, Josh Blankenship. Before we get to him, I'll tell you a little, all about him. I have a few things I want to cover with you. If you want the show notes for today, it can be found at sethmuse.com slash 18. Just the number this time. I, I'm changing all this around. I'm not going to have you type out the word episode every time with our uh, show notes. So if you want the links to a lot of stuff we talk about, and trust me, today you want these links for sure, uh, you can find it at sethmuse.com slash 18, just the number 18. So go there and get all these links. It's going to be a, a very beneficial thing for you to have. Second, if you're a pastor or a ministry leader and you feel like, man, I've learned a ton from blogs and podcasts, but it, it would be really great to talk to someone directly about my my specific situation, then I have something for you. If you feel like I'm stuck or I don't know how to get through something, whether it's a leadership issue or a social media or communications issue, or I don't know how to get this information out. I don't know how to end some ministry I need to end or start a ministry I need to start, or I'm trying to work on mission, vision, and values, and I can't really figure out how to nail all this down. If that's you and you really feel like you could benefit, and trust me, you would benefit from having someone to talk to directly about your specific situation who's been there, I have something that I'm excited to talk to you about today, and it is that I'm opening up six coaching spots with me for an hour at a time online. So if you're interested in being one of those people, let's set up a discovery call. It'll take 15 to 30 minutes. We'll talk about your situation. You can decide if it's worth the price and if it's worth the time. And trust me, I think it will be. And I think that with church budgets, you can, you can, I, you can afford me. Okay. You can afford me and I will give you some great advice to the best of my ability to help you get through whatever it is you're trying to get through. So if you want to find out more about that, go to sethmuse.com slash coaching and click those buttons, uh, make a call to set up a discovery call, or just learn more, read and learn more about what I'm doing. I would love to talk to you about the possibility of working with you and helping you get through some of those things that seminary did not train you for. These are things that sometimes pass Pastors get thrown into a job and they're expected to lead and they have no idea. I was one of them. I never had anyone to say, hey, Seth, let's maybe think about it this way or maybe you should try this. I never had that until much later in my ministry when I'd already started to struggle quite a bit. And maybe you feel like you've got it all together. Maybe there's just something easy you need to talk through. That's cool. Go to my webpage at sethmuse.com slash coaching and find out more about how we can work together to help you either get unstuck or get moving or get to that next level that you're trying to get to in your ministry to reach more people with the gospel, because that's what we're all about. So with that being said, here's my interview with Josh Blankenship. I think you're going to love this content. It is really a fun interview and man, so helpful as we talk about how you can continue learning as a leader on and teaching yourself some of these things that you have to learn. So here's my interview with Josh Blankenship. Well, hey, everybody, welcome back to the podcast. And I have uh, Josh Blankenship here with us. Josh, how's it going, man? 
Good, brother. Thank you so much for having me on. I love the love the podcast, love your blog, so I'm super stoked to be on with you today. Well, I appreciate you coming on. It's 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 quite an honor for me too. I mean, I've been kind of following your stuff for a while and uh you you kind of been all over the place. And so what I want to do is uh, just give a quick snapshot of kind of your your background in the church and in the uh, other places you've been. Just kind of tell us where what your journey has been like to get where you are, and then we'll talk about where you are. Cool, cool. Yeah, so, you know, my story, my journey to where I am today is, is pretty different, I guess, than most people's. Um, I, I grew up in church my whole life, attended a very, you know, traditional uh, type church um, from basically like the day after I was born. I think I was in Sunday school, and so you know, <laughs> yeah. I've I've been around church for a long time. Um, you know, as soon as I became a senior in high school, you know, I started working in the youth ministry, and and when I graduated, I started leading more in the youth ministry, and. Um, all during that time, you know, it wasn't like my full-time job. I was just doing it as a volunteer. And so um, my my career was based in kind of the law enforcement. So I attended uh, the police academy, um, and that was kind of the direction I was going for my career. And um, then several years later, I decided to join the Army. So I was active duty for about five years. Then I actually went and worked um, in the intelligence field out in D.C., and while I was there, um, my pastor called me and asked me if I wanted a job, and uh, I said yes and moved my family back back home to Kansas City and started working there as the creative pastor. Basically, my job was uh, communication and also the Sunday morning experience for people, and so my yeah. job was you know, social media, making videos, making sure that the worship teams were good. And so I know that a lot of people, when I say I went from working in the intel field to working in the creative field, that's kind of like diametrically opposed almost. And so it was kind of, <laughs> yeah. you know, just one of those transitions that I really looked forward to. And, and, and I'm not really a school person. There's nothing wrong with college. There's nothing wrong with school, but I prefer to just learn on my own. I love learning, but I'm not really a school person. And so this job, uh, working for a church allowed me to kind of learn, um, at my pace and the style that I wanted to learn at. So I've never done seminary. I don't have a degree in graphic design or any of that stuff. So cool. I, I, I know so many people that have that same story. I, I'm kind of one of them. I was for a while. And then I actually went back to seminary. But uh, it kind of just hit on the heart of this podcast, too, is that's what that's what this podcast is about, is there's right. so much we're asked to do in the church world, and mm. you don't learn it in seminary, you know? And so mm, yeah. I think you're kind of proof that you get a great theological education in seminary, but there's a ton of stuff that you don't get. Mm. So I, I think that's really that's really a great story, and I want to get to that. Um, right now, you, you're not actually at a church. You've moved on to a different field, right? Yes. You're kind of out on that's your own. Yeah, so I um, about six months ago, I uh, kind of came in contact with a young entrepreneur here in Great Bend, Kansas, which is about four hours away from Kansas City where I was, and she was launching a company here, um, and it was just kind of one of those challenges I was ready to take, and so we are trying to build a business here. We are 
Um, basically a full service marketing and branding company. We help uh, our clients with social media, um, websites, all that stuff. So we are, um, I joined her and we're trying to build this thing from the ground up. So, so far it's been, been pretty exciting. So, yeah, that's great. I actually looked at some of your stuff. Um, just the other day I go to your Facebook page and there's like three websites listed yeah, to go yeah. to. And I'm like, good grief, yeah. this guy's busy, so, <laughs> but it's like really good stuff. And that's what I wanted to tell you is that man, just so quickly, you've amassed just a, a great amount of incredible stuff. We're going to put those links in the show notes for people to go get. Oh, I appreciate that. So, you know, but I just wanted to say, man, I'm impressed with just what you come up with in such a short amount of time. It's really good. <laughs> I appreciate it. It's really I appreciate good. that, man. Thank you. No, no I, I think church leaders would love to see some of those, those graphics that you put out for, for, uh, for people mm-hmm. to use and post for mm-hmm. Instagram. They're real cheap. And, you know, I, I loved that. I thought that was great stuff. So thank I, you, man. Hey, you, no problem. You're welcome. I, I, I want to talk about your time in the church just a little bit. I know that when you were kind of thrown in as the creative pastor, you say you did go to seminary, but you also in that job, you needed like graphic design and video mm-hmm. and social mm-hmm. understanding. What did you do when you first got on the job and, and kind of hit, hit that wall where you go, oh my gosh, I don't know enough to do this yet what you know did, did that moment well, come that, and what did you do yeah, oh absolutely that was pretty much like a daily thing for me i had to talk <laughs> yeah. myself off the ledge every day but yeah you know what man i am i you know like i said i don't i don't love school but i love learning yeah. and so Amen. um you know i i took it upon myself basically and i tell people this all the time i basically went to what i call youtube university and that's where, you know, <laughs> yep. I, le- I legitimately just, when I wanted to know how to do something, I went to YouTube or I went to um, lynda.com or any of these sites where you can kind of learn how to do some of this stuff. And I just started learning. And I mean, I put a lot of hard work and a lot of time in to try to learn how to do this stuff. And, you know, it's a process and gradually you get better. Sometimes I'll go back just for fun and look at the stuff I did, you know, four years ago. Yes. And I'll think, you know, what in the world was I doing? <laughs> um, I do the same but, thing. I, but, I go uh, back. I go back to messages and go, well, that was wrong. Yeah. You know, yeah that was yeah. wrong teaching. Yeah. <laughs> I totally missed yeah. that. Yep. So, I mean, that's basically. Whoops. Yep. <laughs> That's basically what I did is I just, um, you know, I just got it in my head that I was going to learn how to do this stuff. And there's so many resources out there nowadays um, that can help you learn that I I truly believe that anybody can learn how to do just about anything they want to do. So, yeah, I agree. I I actually I'm going to put it in this in the show notes, too, but I created this kind of a joke checklist Mm. and 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 the checklist it's on Checkly. Um, mm. and all it says is it's called how to do, how to learn anything. And mm. then method one is open up YouTube. Yep. yep <laughs> step, two, exactly right. <laughs> step two, step two, type in what you want to learn. Step three, <laughs> awesome. watch videos all about what you want to learn. And that's, <laughs> right. and that's it. You know, the other one yeah. is like, open up Google, type in yep. what you want to learn. Yep. <laughs> it's like, I'm surprised how many times people come to me in my office. And I know this probably happened to you a lot too. And they would ask me a question about how to do something that I know I've Googled like 50 times and it's super Mm -hmm. easy to find. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's almost like Googling and YouTube is a skill that you have to learn. Yes. I I believe that. And, you know, part part of what helped me in that was when I was in the intel field, like uh, 
part of what I did was analyze and research things. And so I think mm-hmm. I was able to kind of take those skills and apply it to YouTube, which sounds kind of weird, but right. I think it all kind of circled back together. And so I, I agree. It is a skill to be able to learn where and how to find things. So. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of pastors and leaders kind of struggle with. It's like they come out mm-hmm. of seminary and they know how to learn like Bible study stuff. Mm, it's mm-hmm. like we, they're trained on how to study. They're trained on how to research, mm. but then it's like you open up the computer and God help them. It's like a grandmother trying to learn how to microwave a burrito, you know, back in the, <laughs> back in the 40, in, in the eighties. Right. I mean, you know, so it, it was, so, my grandmother blew up a burrito in my house. That's why I tell that story. She did not, she thought it was an oven and put it in there for like 19 minutes. And I came home, it was everywhere. It was uh, that's awful. That's hilarious. That's awesome. <laughs> no, it didn't have anything to do with really what yeah. I'm talking about. But <laughs> oh, bless her. Oh my gosh. So anyway, well, you, you've learned a lot of skills and you kind of taught yourself some of that stuff. So walk me through it. Like, what are some of your channels when, even today, when you're like, okay, I need to know how to do X. I mean, what, what are some of the places that you look, whether it's online or people or, I mean, what, what are your kind of steps? Yeah. I mean, I, I think my steps, I guess, is what I first try to do is see if I can learn it on my own on the internet. So, Mm -hmm. you know, all those things we've already talked about, YouTube, Google, I will sit down and I will look and see, can I do this on my own? If not, if the answer is no, the next thing I try to do is find somebody, um, you know, a peer or whatever who has that expertise. And, you know, with social media and all that stuff, I'm able to connect with people that I never would have been able to 20 years ago. And so I have access to people that I probably never could have. And so I try to take advantage of those relationships that I've built with other church creatives, um, you know, all over the country and all over the world. I've been able to meet, you know, just through Twitter or whatever, some really cool people. And so I try to I try to make that, um, you know, kind of my second step, I guess, if I'm struggling with something and can't figure it out. Those there's a few people that are my go-to people that I'll, you know, just hit up for a quick 10 minute phone call, see if they can help me understand better. Um, I think having people and other creatives like that, um, in your life as you're trying to, whatever, if you're, um, you know, speaking or doing creative stuff, having people with expertise that can kind of, that you can reach out to and they can pour into your life is always going to be a huge part of the learning process. Yeah. And do you ever feel like guilty for calling on them a lot or, I mean, does well, that, you know, does I that try bother not you? To, yeah, it, it, it does. And, and I will say that as I've kind of progressed to this point, I've, the, the tables have kind of flipped where I get quite a bit of messages and people reaching out for my help and things like that. And so I think, you know, it's, you do have to value people's time and understand, um, mm-hmm. you know, their position in life and where they are. Um, in their particular ministry, but but I think I don't I don't abuse that, and I make sure that you know there's a couple times where like I've stored several things up so that I can do it in one phone call instead of trying to call them every ten minutes and things like that. So yeah, I like I'm a fan of that. Like get it get a list together mm-hmm. before you call and and try to figure out what it what is it that this person can help me with that I can kind of right. run down spend yep. 15 minutes and then not have to bother them for a while. Yeah. Cause, cause that absolutely. always makes me feel like 
I don't mind it when people call me at all, you know, because it's right, that it right. makes you feel good. You're like, oh man, people right. need to know what I, people need my help. That's right. awesome. Right. But when I'm calling others, that I'm just like that. I don't know. I don't know if you were or not, but I'm just I don't want to bother people, and yeah. so I'll sit there and bang my head against the wall rather than call somebody sometimes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, which is dumb, but that's what I do. That's yeah. me. You know. Right. I'm similar to you. I'm a very stubborn person, and so like in general, I want to figure it out myself. So the times. I'm desperate if I call somebody. And so it's not like an every week thing, you know, I, I will do, I will exhaust every channel until I can figure it out. But if I can't, so yeah, I, I'm the same as you. So I think just the other night I was in here working on my website and I just, I was stuck and, cause I'm not a web developer. I'm learning right mm. now. And my wife does that for a living. So she comes mm. in and, and I all but just go, I can't do it and just throw a, throw a fit. You know, I'm just yeah. like, ah, oh, I can't yeah. do it. I don't know why it won't work. <laughs> Cause I'd gotten to that point where I should just yeah. ask and I didn't ask. Yep. And yep. now somebody's finally found me in a heap. Right. And I've got a, oh, here, take this stupid machine. It doesn't work right. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But learning is one of those things. It's like, I have to be ready to learn. You know, I have to be in that position Mm -hmm. where I'm going, all right, I don't know how to do this. I need help. Right. And that's exactly right. So I think looking at the church in general, you know, big, big C church, you know, what's going on in kind of America. Do you think that churches are really there yet? Where as a church, we feel like there are things that we can't do that we're asking for help, or are we still kind of beating our head against the wall on some of this social media technology creativity stuff? Yeah. You know, I think, I think we've gotten better. Um, even in just the, you know, four years that I was uh, full-time in full-time ministry, I think I saw a big difference. I think churches are starting to realize that, you know, it's not a competition in your city. It's not a, you're not racing against the church across town, that churches are able to now kind of pull their resources together um, and use expertise that maybe another church has that you don't. And I think that's going to be vital for the church um, moving forward, that we, that we stop kind of, um, you know, walling ourselves in and not allowing um other ministries to be involved in what we're doing. I think, I think we're, we're on the right trajectory, I guess, if you will, but I I do think we have a long way to go in that area. Yeah. It's always, it's always a little disheartening when I discover someone who is not willing to kind of Mm. play nice, you know, I guess is the way like share, (laughs) share time, share resources, share ideas, not just not money or anything like that, but like, right. Hey, I got this problem. It's like, man, you know what? That's your problem. You know, kind of get right. that from them. Like, okay, yep. you don't yeah. get it. <laughs> right. Yep. <laughs> so that's, that's real, always really frustrating. I think that we're getting there too. I agree. I, I think I read some things in your, in your, some of your blogs and, um, I think you focus a lot on social media. And mm. one of the things you said was something, th- thing, something to the effect that social media can actually feed a church's creativity. And kind of picking back into what we were talking about, could you tell us what you mean by that? How can social media be a creativity feed for people on staff? Yeah, so, I mean, there is just, I guess the difference between, you know, 20 years ago and now is just the amount of information we have available to us. And like, you know, 20 years ago, 
I would have never been able to get a peek into, you know, a mega church like Life Church or Elevation. I would have never got a peek into kind of the behind the scenes, how they run their creative department, you know, some of these cool videos that they put out. But I think social media, for me at least, was a huge learning tool and a huge source of um, inspiration because I was able to see, you know, people that were doing the same things that I was doing, um, you know, some of them were doing it on a whole nother level. Um, but it was just so great. And we used, you know, we tried to follow as a staff, um, people that were, you know, kind of ahead of the game. Um, and the people that were kind of one step above what we were so that we could always see, you know, what they're doing. And, and the hard thing is you want to make sure that you're not copying because that's definitely not, yeah. uh, you know, that's not going to be your key to success at your church. If you are just copying the church down the street, or you're just copying exactly what, you know, a mega church is doing. Um, but I think using social media to be inspired and to see, you know, the best part about being a creative, I think is being able to hear stories of people's lives being changed because of something they saw or because of, you know, a video that they watched. And I think being able to share that with each other and get inspired um, from those stories has really been a key for me in, you know, staying on track. Yeah, I, I totally get that, man. I think that's awesome. That's the, um, I saw this thing the other day that around new year's and it was one of those flipping um, get your new, get your verse for the year kind of things that was shared mm-hmm. in one of our groups. You know, it's going really fast and you have to take a screenshot mm-hmm. and that photo will tell you what your word is. So it's kind of a roulette. Mm-hmm. It's, it's basically mm-hmm. roulette. You know right, what I mean? Right, <laughs> it's right. basically gambling. A little safer, but it's a little nicer. Not called, <laughs> I actually called it like uh, something roulette when I, when I named it, but I didn't put it out that way. Um, so I, I saw that and I thought, that's a great idea. I'm going to take it in a direction for us and make it into a new year's mm. resolution right. um, generator for people that are struggling mm. as a fun thing for our church. And, sure. and my favorite one was 1920 by 1080. That was one of the resolutions. Yeah. <laughs> that's all it said. That's, that's perfect. <laughs> it was one of my favorite ones. So I put that out, but I'd seen somebody do that. And I thought that's a good idea. I could have just easily said, Hey, send me that file and put theirs out. Mm, you know? Exactly. And I know churches will do that. Sometimes we find a big church will do a great series. And we want to do that same series. Mm-hmm. And then we'll actually just take the graphics and, and copy the yep. videos and just do it. Yep all copy it all. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and there is a little bit of a, I mean, that's kind of a no, no, you know, that uh, yes. it is a no, no, we shouldn't do that. Yes. It's copying. Absolutely. And it's, it's, it's yeah. funny. Like people, the churches have a creativity. I mean, they do. And to be inspired is different than to be uh, ripped off completely. Mm, exactly. You know? So that's great. I think that's a great point. Um, Let's talk real quick about uh, creating this culture. You know, church leaders, there's certain attitudes, there's certain things that we can be doing inside the church to create a culture where our staff and our lay leaders are learners. So is there something that you think maybe we could be doing that could encourage that kind of environment? You know, I think I, I I love the church and I love being able to support the church, but I do think that there is somewhat of a culture that I noticed over my time, you know, being involved with lots of different ministries all over the country, is that for some reason, a lot of church staffs 
and this is going to sound kind of crazy to some people, but don't want to put in the hard work. They might put in a lot of time and they might be on call, you know, for um, going to the hospital or whatever. But when it comes down to learning new things, I've noticed that it's very difficult for church staffs to get motivated to do that. And I think that's why a lot of churches, um, you know, struggle to keep up with, um, you know, changing times and stuff. It's because they don't want to put in the hard work um, to learn how to do new things. They're a lot more comfortable just doing the things that they've always done. And so I think for leaders especially to be able to encourage their people to not just work long hours, but to work hard at something, um, because those are two very different things, um, and to be motivated. And I, you know, I've always said when I worked on my church staff, um, one of the things we tried to do was to motivate people to innovate, to not just say, hey, come in, do your job nine to five, but we were able to reward people for coming up with creative and innovative ideas. And so I think as, as church leaders, um, that's going to be the direction that we need to move is to encourage people to, to work hard and to be innovative and, you know, not just slap them on the back and say, thank you, but to have real, um, you know, to add real value to that innovation and creativity. Yeah, that's great. Can you give us a kind of example of what that might look like from yeah, maybe so, your, your experience? Sure. Sure. So, um, you know, one thing that we struggled with a lot was um, how to use, and I know there's probably a lot of churches that struggle with this, but was one of the things we were struggling with is worship for our kids' ministry. Um, you know, we put a lot of time and effort into the worship for our adult services, and we had tons of volunteers but we really struggled to get a good kids worship. So we went to one of the younger musicians um, who was not on staff at our church, but was just a really quality volunteer. And we basically just asked her, can you help us design a worship program uh, for our kids ministry? And can you kind of head that up? And she put in the time and over the next couple months, she came up with some awesome ideas and she totally transformed our kids um, worship time on Sunday mornings and we were able to, you know, I think we gave her like a, a, a trip with her husband for two nights in Branson, Missouri or something. Oh, wow. Um, and so that is, that's pretty big. Yeah. And so we just really valued and wanted to reward people who were innovative and she just didn't go, you know, um, do what's always been done. She was able to think of new ways that we could um, do kids worship. And so I think encouraging innovation and different thought has been kind of the number one thing that helped us grow to where we are. Yeah, that's great. And I think every megachurch pastor is going to steal that motivate to innovate. It's gonna, <laughs> right, you're yeah. going to see t-shirts with that on right. not too, pretty soon. <laughs> So, good, good. well, no, you said it here first, motivate to Yeah, innovate. that's right. That's right. It's on, <laughs> this is recording, right? It is recording. Okay, good, good. As best we can. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's great stuff. And I want let's talk about some of those things like t-shirts and resources, et cetera. Um, you've got a lot of stuff out there for churches that can aid in that process, not just learning, but, 
you know, while you're learning, kind of catching up, maybe download some graphics and helps mm-hmm. and things like that. So, and, and, and maybe even see how you do it so they can learn how to do it themselves. Where mm-hmm. can we find all this stuff that you're putting out? What are some of the websites and how do we get a hold of you? Sure. So the kind of the main hub for me is my personal website and blog at joshblankenship.me. Um, that's kind of where everything I have can grow from there. Um, and like you mentioned, I did just recently open something called the Social Church Store. Um, it's socialchurchstore.com. And that's where I've kind of pre-made some things um, like, you know, Instagram story graphics, Instagram graphics, Facebook graphics um, that you don't have to edit at all. You just download them. They come in packs of 10 so you can download them for like two or three bucks um, and have those to use throughout the year for your church. Because I do realize that not everybody has the time to learn this stuff. Um, You know, every pastor can't sit down and learn how to run Photoshop and After Effects. Right. So um, that just goes back to kind of being able to share resources with each other. And so this is kind of, from my experience, some things that have been really successful, um, just being able to share those with people so that so that they can um, put some excellence into their social media channels. That's awesome. I, and, and I look through that. And again, it's just really good stuff. And, and I'll, I'll tell anybody out there that's that's struggling out. I've been trying to learn how to run After Effects for 15 years and haven't done it yet. So you're not you're not you're not really terrible at it if you can't get it you know i'm a video editor graphic designer i do all that stuff but after effects i'm like i don't get it i just i can't do it i don't know why it's illustrators the same way i'm looking at illustrator going this is stupid (laughs) so if you're out there thinking that too you're not alone you just hire somebody like josh to do it for you right that's what we do at our church uh we have a graphic designer and she is so good and so quick and now i'm so glad i've started working on a graphic for social i'm like now nah, you know what? I'm gonna go get her to do it. So I come, <laughs> yeah. and she's got this yeah. long list. She sees me come, and she's like, "What? Oh no! Yeah. What do you want? Yeah. Oh no! <laughs> it's like I want you to do something. It's gonna yeah. be fun." <laughs> well, Josh, thanks so much, man. This has been a really great interview, and I think there's some good stuff in here. Uh, I really appreciate you coming on the show, man. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you guys for tuning in this week, and I'll see you in two weeks. Go to sethnews.com slash coaching. And for more information, see ya.